Put down your scissors and pick up your coffee. It's time for a little chat with the Great Lengths Girl. Hello, my name is Dee Gautier. Welcome to episode zero of the Great Lengths Girl podcast. When I'm referring to Great Lengths, I'm actually referring to Great Lengths Hair Extensions, which is an international brand that is located in Italy, but distributes hair worldwide. So <clears throat> it's a specific brand of extension. So they typically deal with a single strand method, which is the art of taking a small piece of the client's natural hair and attaching an equal amount of extension using a material like polymer. So they have a patented polymer keratin. It's like a synthetic form of keratin. Um, it's They're the only company in the world that has the patent to it. And it's quite a revolutionary material. Um, it is nothing like a glue or a wax or a latex. The company recently also, um, well, recent in recent years, um, developed a tape-in system, um, which is a new and, and nice uh, a nice addition to the family. So we'll get more into the types um, available later, but why not start with a brief introduction? I told you my name, Dee Gautier, that is true. <laughs> and who am I to be telling you about Great Links? Well, um, in this podcast, we will be exploring all different kinds of topics regarding both the consumer and the stylist um, references to great lengths. So we'll we'll be regarding topics that address both um, the consumer side of things and the stylists or the artist side of things, which means that both parties can listen and still learn something. So it's meant for everyone. Um, and the reason I've decided to do it is because there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of myths to dispel. And and who am I to be? Who am I to be speaking in this podcast? Well, I have been with Great Links. I've been a hairdresser for almost sixteen years. I have dealt with Great Links for about fourteen. I've taught for. I'm actually one of the national educators that belongs to the educational team in Canada. Um, I've been with them for ten or twelve years. I'm not sure if I'm dating myself. It seems like I keep saying 10 years every year, but the years keep slipping by. <laughs> I don't want to admit I'm getting older. Um, I own a salon in Toronto, Ontario, where I just apply, uh, I, I cut style and apply great lengths. That's all I do. In fact, I don't even do my own color. I have a young man who works with me who does the coloring for me. So I do an average of two heads a day, six days a week. And I have been working this way for a minimum of 12 years. Um, probably, uh, I know it's longer and I just, uh, it's so hard for me. I'm turning 40 this year. So I'm, I'm going through a bit of a crisis, <laughs> but, um, so I've, I've encountered it all. Um, I do believe, um, at one point I was doing the most extensions in Canada uh, for one, I was a one woman army. So even amongst salons that had um, multiple stylists, I was, I was really hitting it there by myself. 
pretty sure I still hold that title of the woman who does the most extensions in Canada. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. But uh, I'm pretty sure I still hold that title. So in my years of holding this title um, and being an educator, and an educator means for, for people outside of the industry, um, I teach hairstylists how to apply great lengths hair extensions. I teach them all the information they need to know, kind of like a bit of a, in a way, it's a much more intense version of the kind of knowledge you would receive coming in for a consultation. You almost get a little class with me when someone comes in for a consultation. Um, so, so it's a two day course in Canada. I believe it's three in the United States. And as an educator, I teach them application methods. I teach them blending methods. I teach a little bit of cutting. Um, I teach them all the rules, everything they need to know so that they can be an informed stylist and inform their clients of all of the care they need to know. And that's so important. Um, I do feel that sometimes stylists are lacking in providing the correct information. Um, and we'll go over that in this podcast as well as time rolls on. Um, I've also have a longstanding website with a very informative blog on my website. That is www.houseofgreatlengths, lengths with an S on the end.com. My salon reached its five year anniversary this year. Um, and like I was saying, I have definitely encountered a good many scenarios in my career. Um, I'm one of the only stylists I know of to work with trichotillomania which is a hair pulling disorder uh, that causes, it's, it's quite an embarrassing disorder. It's, I believe it's a cousin of obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, people, uh, there, there is a, a way that I can help with trichotillomania. Sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not. As these types of conditions, they're a roller coaster ride. I know this firsthand. Sometimes you're high, sometimes you're low. So I do my best to help. And we've had some great success in the past with specific clients in being able to sort of break off their access to the hair so they cannot pick their hair. That is a, a topic we're going to cover as well is tr trichotillomania and extensions. Um, so tooting my horn, I guess I, I just want to relate that I, I definitely have seen a lot of different scenarios you know people tend to think that hair extensions are just about having long gorgeous hair and of course a majority of it is but you can actually also use extensions for situations where there was a less than ideal haircut or a mistake in haircutting um, they are used for highlighting they are used to fill in say the sides of a bob to get that perfect um, look that perfect graduation. In fact, a lot of the when a lot of the celebrities were cutting their hair shorter, um, I noticed a, a good fair bit of them were still wearing extensions, especially in their sides, to give it that shape. Uh, and and of course, that's because a lot of the times the side of the hair, the sides of the hair, are the most overstyled parts of someone's hair. People tend to think that the sides of the hair don't grow as. Uh, fast as the back and that is always a possibility but more often than not it tends to be that that is the part of the hair that is overstyled. Um, when we're sitting in front of the mirror we tend to pull our sides forward and we're, we're most concerned with the sides because they frame our face and they tend to be victim victims of more damage like flat ironing and such. 
another topic we'll probably get into. You would think that a podcast about hair extensions will probably be more finite than we're about to see. There's actually a wide spidering range of topics that are related to and directly um, directly are involved with great links and hair extensions um, in general. So, but, but in this podcast, we are generally going to just deal with great links themselves. Uh, I, I love great links, clearly. Um, it's actually the only reason I began my journey into the hair industry was uh, out of necessity. I was wearing my, I was doing my hair extensions at my home, at myself. <laughs> I was working as a bartender and um, my texture of hair really just had to be relaxed and uh, I couldn't really afford that. So I began wearing extensions to sort of tame my hair and make it controllable and stylable. Uh, I kept hearing a lot. This was so many years ago. This has to be close to 20 years ago. And I was hearing even then about great lengths and I had begun for extra money to apply. I, I really didn't have much of an interest in hair, to be honest, uh, I was doing my own extensions and um, women around me had also um, sort of liked what I had done and had asked me to do extensions like that on them. And of course, I wasn't a hairstylist. These were not Great Lengths hair extensions. And I had heard about Great Lengths multiple times about the quality of the hair and how it was unsurpassed. And I called up Great Lengths and for some reason I decided to call Texas. The, the Texas headquarters, I have no idea why, um, because there's a distributor in each country. So Canada has a distributor and, you know, there's distributors in the States as well. And for some reason I called them up and, and said, can I, can I order some of your hair? Thinking, well, I can just apply this hair, this wonderful hair. If I can save up enough, I'll have this gorgeous hair if I apply it. Because I was quite naive and didn't know much. I was very young. And I remember being asked if, if I was a stylist and I had taken the course. And I, of course, my answer was no. I just want some hair. <laughs> As I said, naive. Um, and he informed me that not being a stylist, the, the man who answered the phone informed me that not being a stylist um, and not being Great Links certified, it was impossible I could ever just receive the hair. He's a little put off by that request. I can see why now. Now I know why. Because now I get put off at requests like that. Um, don't mind the gurgling noises. I have a chihuahua in my lap. <laughs> He's an elderly chihuahua sits in my lap. He needs to learn too. Um, so, so anyways, so I thought to myself, well, I don't like being told. <laughs> I've never liked being told I couldn't do or have something. For some reason, this prompted me to think that I should become a hair extensions artist. I mean, I was doing them just on the side. It for very few people, it seemed like an okay job. Like many hairstylists who say they fell into hairdressing, I really, really did. For some reason, this led me to go get a job as an assistant. So I just, I just wanted to get involved with these hair extensions. So two weeks later, I'm working as an assistant. And it was a long road. It was a long road. It was hard and paved with shining, you know, it was, it was just not, not a very, it was a bumpy road. Let's just say that. It was a bumpy road with a lot of bootlicking and a lot of, um, a lot of cleaning and a lot of strength 
because especially at that time, you know, it's it's sort of mandatory that juniors, you know, sort of get roughed up a little <laughs> mentally and emotionally. I definitely came home crying quite a few times in my career. I've only worked at about four four different places. Um, two of those places, uh, the second salon I ever worked at, my second year, second salon, uh, was with a former national educator who was actively educating at that time. Later on, not very long after um, I left uh, her her salon, I moved on to another salon for a year and then actively began, as I had for, for this previous educator, looking for an educator. And I found one. <laughs> and at the time, he was definitely the godfather of, of Great Lengths Hair Extensions. He was an active educator who took a chance on me and it was so fortuitous the way it all happened. I remember I, I actually called up the salon of this this um, stylist and educator and really, really quite the godfather of hair extensions in Canada. One of the first people to educate, one of the first people to do great lengths. And I, I said, I'm looking for a job. And it was funny, I, I had just about given up really on hairdressing. It just didn't seem like it was ever going to work for me. And I remember it was that I was at the time, um, I had a lot of, um, shall we say, body modifications, meaning, you know, tattoos, the like. And, and be, this was a very long time ago. It's much more accepted now. But it wasn't really at the time. And I, I was really getting turned down just left and right at salons. And, and you'd think that salons were a more creative environment. And now I think it's relaxed a lot. But at the time, it was not so much. Um, and I called the salon and I said, do you happen to be hiring? And um, I guess the the owner of the salon was standing beside the receptionist because she says, no, no, we're currently not. And then I heard her say, sorry, sorry, hold, hold. And she had me hold. And she came back to the phone and said, yes, actually, we're looking for someone. And I said, I can be there in 15 minutes. And I, uh, I, I was late. I was, I was supposed to be on my way to my shift at, the, at a salon I was very unhappy about. And I thought, I'm just going to be 15 minutes late and go talk to this person. And um, I, was, I was late a little. Um, they, the, these owners actually knew each other. So my current salon that I had been working at at the time I went to the interview, I actually kind of understood. And it was funny because I actually had an appointment at PetSmart the next day to be a dog groomer because I just, I, there was nothing really that wrong with the salon I was at. It's just they weren't willing to, to go the hair extension route. And in order to, to really work with them, it would be years. And I just, I just felt I couldn't wait. Um, so I never did go to that PetSmart interview either. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was so blessed because the owner of the salon hired me on the spot, which I, I couldn't believe because I've never been hired on the spot before. Having the modifications that I had and, and sort of the look that I had was just a little harder edge than people were used to. Um, it was very unusual. And the acceptance of that person um, who's now now my former employer because I have my own salon, pretty much changed the course of my life. I Because he was willing to give me a chance, I flourished. I was working with a national educator. So you can think that this two-day course that we provide to stylists 
I had already worked with an educator for a year, but I would proceed to have seven years of intensive training with this person. Um, it was a lot of hard work, um, but whatever he threw at me, I could take. Um, he taught me a lot of good lessons. I definitely um, toughened up a lot under his his mentorship, and I learned to take uh, j- just learn to take criticism. Um, and I learned, I learned a lot. So it's funny how this one interview changed the whole course of my life and really brought me to where I am right now. Really, it was, it was very much because he, he, um, gave me a chance. So, so that's a long story, but it's the truth. And I feel if I'm going to be telling you, you know, all this great links information, I should probably let you know a little bit who I am. Sorry, whiny and old. Um, so, so I've still, so currently it's just, I own a very small salon. I'm still educating and, oh, a lot. I maintain my website and, um, I'll give you the channels to reach me via social media email. If you ever have any questions or you have requests for a show, I do have a lot of shows on, on, on the roster for us coming up. Ah, A little, uh, ah. I do have a lot of shows coming up on the roster and uh, we're going to be talking a lot. But if anything specific comes up about the show, um, you can email me. Uh, Please note that I don't answer questions regarding other artists' work. And I don't answer questions regarding other systems because I I don't know how I, I don't. You know, I had I had a fair bit of experience when I began, um, but really, I'm just here to talk about grit links. I I'll make a couple of other notes. Um, I don't do price quotes. I can't talk about price quotes over the phone, which we will actually go over why in future podcast, and it'll all make sense. Um, so, so just if you have a question about great links that I can answer on air, I, I won't I won't be answering by email, but I can answer them on air, hopefully um, for you in a future podcast. Maybe we'll have like a question corner where I answer a question or two from people. Cause there are a lot of questions and there are just, there's just so much misinformation. I mean, I myself have worn great lengths for a minimum of 12 to 13 years without a single break. The, what has, what has come of that? My hair has grown out. Um, wonderfully. Um, my hair has, uh, thickened up as especially as of recent which is odd because turning 40 typically it starts to go the other way for some reason my hair has begun th- thickening up I welcome it um, I love them uh, why why do I wear them so long well the thing is is if you come into my salon everybody there has been wearing them for at least 10 years or more so it's like a bit of a family for me because although we do accept new clients every year many of those clients have been with me for a very long time Most of those clients have been with me for a very long time. And the reason that is, is because it, it's very nice to hold an exception up as a rule to say that, you know, your grandma of 85 doesn't have to color her black hair because she never got roots or, you know, your aunt of 60 has...
your aunt of 60 has hair as thick as the Dickens. And those are all lovely. Those are great. Those are great for those people. But unfortunately, those people, in especially over here in, um, in Northern America, tend to be the exception and not the rule. And what happens is when we hold ourselves to an exception and treat it as the rule, we'll always feel inadequate. So <laughs> the truth is, is that through our collective nutrition, our environment, um, through our styling, through our coloring practices, the way we live here, more often than not, uh, most of the women you see, if they're not wearing extensions, have pretty considerably fine, sometimes broken hair. Hair was hair wasn't meant to be <laughs> colored and styled the way we do. This, I hope it never stops because there's an art to it and it's great. And we accept the consequences of coloring and styling our hair, even if it's done by the best stylist. So there are consequences to everything that we do that is unnatural. It's just how far we take it. So when we see someone who has gorgeous, thick, long hair that's as thick at the ends as there is as it is at the roots, that's probably hair extensions and you shouldn't feel bad. Now, there are cultures, and I said exceptions, that are able to wear, ex- you know, to have hair naturally like that. Iranian women tend to come to mind. I, They have the most incredible hair. <laughs> Shout out to you, ladies. Um, it is quite natural for an Iranian woman to have hair so dense that her scalp is barely visible. And for her ends to look as thick as the first inch of her root. So as hair travels down... Um, from the root as it makes its journey down to whatever length it's determined to grow at. And by the way, we're going to go over that in a future podcast because your hair is actually determined to grow to a certain length before it falls out and is replaced with a new hair that is also determined to grow at that similar length. Hence, why someone would only grow hair to their shoulders or some grow it to their nipple area or some women grow it longer. There's a biological reason for that, and we will go over that in a later episode. Maybe next time, I'm not sure. As your hair travels down to its determined length from the root, travel, travel, travel. If your hair is at your shoulder length, remember that hair is, the the ends of your hair were once the hair that came out of your root. And therefore, it's usually there for four years. It depends on the rate of your hair growth. Could be six years, could be two years. Um, and in that two years, imagine everything that's happened to your hair, <laughs> the, the coloring, the possible bleaching, the blow dries, the flat irons, the washing, <laughs> the styling, the ponytails, everything that would have happened to it. It's very hard to expect the ends of a woman's hair to be has um, to be a similar diameter and quality of to the first inch of what's coming out of her head. So. That's why a lot of women wear extensions is to thicken up the ends of the hair to make it look beautiful and youthful and as if that hair is naturally occurring, um, myself included. My hair is to my waist. It's as thick coming uh, out of the root as it is down at the bottom. And that's because I wear an, an amazing amount of great lengths. Um, I like the look and it's highly addictive. So most people who came in for their wedding set, it's six years later and we're still going. It's very easy to get addicted. It's it's because of the way they're installed. It is so easy to believe that this is your hair. It is so easy to forget what you looked like before. Um, we now take uh, discreet back of the head photos. Some are shared on Instagram if the client allows it. If not, we just keep them for our personal purposes because 
especially for first-time clients, the first time they remove their set of extensions, it they're devastated. <laughs> they believe that they've lost their hair, their hair's thinned out. Um, and, and that's because they've gotten used to wearing this hair and it really does deceive you. And I can say that for a, a standpoint. And that's where when we, we take out the photo and remind them of what they started with. And typically it's longer and a little bit better than what we started with. It's just because we've taken everything away at once. And, and who doesn't feel, you know, distraught by that and disoriented? And that can even happen on the first set. The other thing it's nice that we take before photos is that... It allows the client to see progress. So we leave and post those on Instagram. Um, and so clients can actually see that, yes, your hair can grow out. Your hair can get thicker if it's capable of doing so. It can be healthier if you follow our rules, which sometimes for some cases are quite abundant. Um, <laughs> so so there's a, so it's a whole world you can see. I've just gone off in 50 different ways here. But it's going to be pretty amazing. So what's going to happen is I'm going to release, I'm going to try to do it every week, but if not a minimum of every two weeks, we'll see how it works. Um, So I have not, haven't quite figured out. I'm going to try to to see if I can do it every week. Maybe we'll see. Um, And I'll release a a short episode just discussing a topic and uh, you know, we'll, we'll learn together. (laughs) Um, If you choose to interact with me, um, the um, the name of my salon on Instagram is The Little House of Great Lengths, um, with an S on the end. <laughs> um, lots of pink. Um, you can also reach me through my email at info, I-N-F-O, at houseofgreatlengths.com. Uh, probably we will answer questions more over the air than... Um, than by email, because I already have a terrible email turnaround time. Um, Facebook, The Little House of Great Lengths. Um, you can also learn more. I have a blog on my website as well um, on www.houseofgreatlengths.com, which I already said. <laughs> and you can also explore the Great Lengths world by visiting their websites, the company's websites, which is uh, greatlengths.net. And also because I'm Canadian, greatlengthscanada.com. So these are all avenues you can start to explore. Uh, We will begin by reviewing a lot of the topics on the blog, although I'll probably branch off because that's just how I am. (laughs) Um, So I look forward to sharing this information with you. As an educator, I love to, I love to, I love to educate. I love to teach. I like to share as much as I know. And I love dispelling myths because with the incredibly vast experience that I have been blessed with and worked so hard for, I've seen many things with my own eyes. And so I am known <laughs> for being um, for being truthful and being honest um, in my approach and a little bit blunt, but <laughs> it's just the delivery. Um, so, and even if, even if the truth seems a little depressing, like, hey, your hair can only grow to a certain length, I am pretty, pretty, pretty good about giving that out as honestly as possible. Um, so yeah, so I guess welcome and thank you for sharing the first episode, episode zero technically, of the Great Links Girl podcast. I look forward to speaking with you next week because we will be releasing another episode next week. And uh, I will release the topic on my Instagram. And uh, please visit it if you like. Give us a follow if you care to. And if you like, 
Maybe not yet. Maybe you want to judge me a little further. But if you like, you can always give this podcast five stars on iTunes. Uh, Leave us a comment if you like on iTunes as well. And uh, yeah, do that when it strikes you along the way. If if the information strikes you, then uh, in in a great way, then please let us know. Um, hey, however, fan mail's always welcome. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, anyways, so thank you for joining me on our first episode. I look forward to speaking with you and educating you, and I hope you will have a fantastic day. See you next week.